Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Logos Uncovered. I'm Doug Brown, your host, joined by my technique partner, Andrew Whitman of GetWarriorTough.com, the warrior monk, the one, the only. What's up, dude? How you feeling today? What up? How's it going, pal? It's going good, man. Yeah, uh, man. Today is, let me sure I get the date right. Today is November 4th. We're recording on Wednesday today. Kind of a, I don't know, something kind of big happened last night, but I didn't pay much attention to it. Actually, something kind of big didn't happen last oh, night. That's why, so it's good you didn't pay attention. Yeah, that's probably a good, good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a little, little election thing going yep. on, but we are back in the saddle and we're glad to be back with you. We hope everybody's doing well and uh, having a good week wherever you are. We are going to get back into the uh, the nine things, as Andrew calls it, with our, our walk with the Lord and, and Second Peter. We took a little deviation last week to answer some questions, and it was kind of cool to pause and reflect and look back, and we've been talking about this path of peace and walking with, with the Lord, and, and to, to review, we started out with a series a few weeks back with the premise that two cannot walk together unless they be agreed, right? So you have to, you have to be agreed both on kind of where you're going and the direction you're going, I mean, ultimate destination, the direction, the pace, all that stuff. And, and then we get into these, these, these nine things that Peter talks about that, um, if we remember them and we're constantly doing them in our lives, that we'll never be unbearing or unfruitful in the knowledge of, of God and Lord Jesus Christ. And how it goes even further and says that you know, this is basically the gateway to the kingdom and the key to becoming, um, well, for lack of better terms, uh, equal partaker with the Godhead or, 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 or the divine nature, um, equal like, partner, like right? An, yeah, offspring. A Let's just make it easier for you. You're yeah. a child of God, right? So you have yeah. this DNA, right? And so you're you're in the family. But yes, it says that you're a, 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 you're a God-class being. You're mm. an equal partner with that divine nature. You partake of the divine nature. You partake of the DNA. Um, and you're – so I like to think of it like, uh, you know, like the uh, like a law firm. You know, right. where it says, you know, God and sons or whatever. It says, you know, God, the Father, Holy Spirit, right? And then the sons, Jesus, the sons, Doug, the son, Andrew, the son, right. you know, or it's sons and daughters. That's, yeah. You know, it, but yeah, that's how I like to, it, that's what it says. I, I, right. Co-equal heir, which, I mean, I don't, you know, it, it, he's the firstborn of equals and we're all co-equals with him so right and we, t and we took a little break last week to look at kind of what what's off the path you know the whole idea of of sin and that being the, the, the temptation to settle for less and looking at kind of what that what that looks like um what sin really is and and what we really at the end kind of nail down is is in scripture it shows that basically sin is anything that's not a faith right <laughs> If you really want to define yeah, it, it's anything that, is, that, that yeah. it's, and it's not necessarily the action that those are, those are, there are difference between works of the flesh and sin. And the sin is actually, it's not the behavior, it's the thing that proceeds. It's what happens in our mind, the decision that's made in our mind way before any action is ever, is ever taken. Um, action will support that. Action will come next, but the work of the flesh is not the actual sin. So the other thing I was thinking about too is a way to think about that and, and, a, a, a scriptural context is go back and look at Abraham. You know, God told Abraham, "Hey, get up out of here, out of this land, and, and I'll, I'll make you a, a father of many nations." And just, but you got to get out of here. And Abraham believed him. He believed him by getting up and leaving right. his it, family. Like I believe you, God, and then didn't. Right. He didn't actually, right. yeah. But then you look at later on where he says, "I'll make you father of many nations," and, and look at look at the stars. This is how many descendants you'll have, or something about sand and the sea yep. or, or, the, or the beach. It, it, what does he do? Does he believe God? No, he goes and, and listens to 
Sarah and is like, she's like, hey, you should go yeah, sleep God, with Hagar. God's keeping me. So the promise is God's going to give Abraham and Sarah a baby. Right. She says, God's keeping me from having a baby. You need to go sleep with Sarah and I'll get a baby through her. He's like, like through Hagar. He's like, no, 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 honey, I'm not going to do that. No, God he said. didn't say He, he said, goes, uh, uh, all right. Hey, I think she, her light's still on. Let me go see if she's still up. So right there, that would be where he didn't he believe, right? didn't he believe, settled for less. <laughs> right. And then, as you said before, that from that came Ishmael. From that came the religion of Islam, and we're still paying the price for that today. Um, right, and he begged God, God that Ishmael could live before right. you, please, God. And and God's like, all right, listen, because and this is another thing in covenant, it, it, people don't like to say it's reciprocal, but it is. Like if, so, if I have to do what God says, if we're in covenant, He has to do what I say. Mm. I, it's kind of, but think about it in like marriage. I, I am a hundred. People say marriage is fifty fifty. It's a hundred a hundred. I always do. You know, put my wife's needs of what she needs first, and if she's what she says I do, and she does that for me, then you have a good marriage. This is and the marriage is a covenant, right? So people just think it's all one way with God. It's not. And you could look throughout Abraham's life, and also Moses. Moses was negotiating with God from A to Z. Right. Yeah. So we're going to get back into Second Peter today, and and kind of these these nine things Peter talks about. The first one being diligence. We talked about how that there's a lot of things you can be diligent in in life, but to really boil it down to what's most important, what uh, what you shared and what I've I've taken upon myself to adopt is diligent in, in three things. Number one is um, diligent to the covenant. Number two, diligent to yourself and committing to yourself to be the best you can be in everything that you do. And then number three is dil- is being diligent in your family. As far as like actions go and, and, and how we approach life, though, you also mentioned that being diligent in separating our thoughts from evil and good, that y- if you can't do that, you can't really go any further, right? I mean, you've got to be able to identify good and evil thoughts, which ones get kicked out, which ones are allowed to stay, which ones... Right. If do you-, you don't, you'll always be tossed to and fro, right? right? With the, It'll be like you're... It's you know you're always in the washing machine I call it of life right where you're right. always on spin cycle or something and maybe it'll settle down in between and then it starts you know or have you ever been in the ocean where you like got knocked off your like you know raft or whatever and it was a big wave and then you're trying to come up and then you're in the foam and you know you're not in the water but you can't breathe because there's so much of that sea foam right. and a lot of people right. that's how they live life you can't discern good from evil in your thoughts that's how you're going to live your mm-hmm. life like in that foam like trying to get always battling to get to right. the top yeah the next was on the list was faith we talked a lot about about faith being not just having mental assent or acknowledging something exists, but like, oh, I believe in a higher power, but actually having actions that back up what you say you believe. And, and what you've said is you have to actually believe what you say to get faith to work. Right. And I not just believe that God, and here's the other piece of it is like, not just believe what God said, but believe what God said about you, that you right. could do it. Right. And this right. is where a lot of people, they believe God, like, oh yeah, God can heal people, but he can't heal. You know, I'm not sure if he can heal me. No, God provides for me. I'm not sure if he provides for me. Right. So this is the confidence, not just in God, but that what God said about you, you're confident that it'll show up in your life and that right. you can do what God, he, the Bible says, and we all quote this, I can do all things. Through Christ. through Christ who strengthens yeah. me. So whenever you say I can't, right? I already know you're not in Christ, right? You've already <laughs> right. taken yourself out from this thing that says I can do all things through Christ. So what you're doing is taking yourself back out of the covenant, out of the body of Christ. If mm. you're ever saying I can't, right? So this is the fa- you no, you can, and God said you can. You have to have faith in that, right? It may not be easy. It may not happen right away. It may not just fall on you, but you have the ability to do all things. Yeah, whatever your target is, you can hit it. Right. The next one we spent a little time on is is, is virtue, or as you said, is defines valor, and um, it's cool how these things all built. Yeah. 
right? Because you were talking about how, how you know, diligence and faith work together and you combine those two and, and that's where the value, you can't just have fake valor. You can't just have yeah, trumped up. Right. Right. I mean, we saw this in, in the Clemson game last week and for those of you who are college football fans, I apologize, but, but. Uh, you saw College it in the Clemson game because I, I didn't. I saw. Well, here's what I saw. I saw. <laughs> I didn't watch the game. <laughs> I saw a team that came out in Boston College and came out of the gates and their first two drives, their whatever game plan their coach put together was scripted beautifully. They scored 14 points, got up big. They had a, like had an 18 point lead at halftime, and and you could tell that I, I just, this isn't going to last. They're going to look in the mirror and realize that that you know who they really are, <laughs> right? And then and the other team, the Clemson, did the same thing. They came out and, and you you saw where. That didn't. It was kind of like trumped up emotional. It didn't. It didn't really last. You see this yeah. with in sports all the time. A, key, a, a lesser team gets a big lead, and they kind of realize, oh, wait a minute, what are we doing? We should be leading this game, right? You can't right? gin you up can't, courage. You right. can't keep it going. Yeah. And so the valor is really it comes from the diligence and the faith working together, where it's authentic. And and again, kind of comes from when you take action on what you know that you know that you know. And you believe the words that you say, and you're convicted. And like David, he didn't when he took on Goliath. He wasn't uh, trying to get everybody all fired up on the sidelines. He he just who is this idiot that's talking bad against the people of God? Like seriously, all right, I'll go take. And he was running towards him. He right. ran towards the fight. Right. Uh, didn't just say you know beat his chest and you know hold me back, hold me back. Right. He went yeah. out and got it, took care of business. You know. <laughs> right. um, so anyway, that leads us to where we are today. The next few on the list are are is is and I'll kind of go through this quickly is just yeah. add to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and i'm going to stop there um yeah well so what, knowledge is uh, and i don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this i, I told you before, I was like, right i spent like 10 weeks on this over doing catalog of truths series on the clock 2.0 like finding your purpose you know so knowledge is really the greek word gnosis or science and it's it's knowledge that is gained through observation identification investigation and experience, right? So you have to, it's all stuff that you have to go do to gather information, knowledge, the science of how things work, right? So, and this is what we kind of talked about this a little bit at the end of last week is what's your purpose? Whatever your purpose is, you need to go get knowledge on that. Like if your purpose is to be a medical doctor, you don't just, you know, print out a certificate off the uh, internet and be like, now I'm a doctor. Right. <laughs> you have to, right. You, and you're also like, let's say you are, you know, a combat medic, right? And you have valor, but you don't have any medical training, but you're running out there. There was a movie about a guy who was a conscientious objector in World yeah, War II, right? that's and right. He's a medic. He has actual knowledge before his, va right? So you can't just take valor without knowledge and then go run towards the sound of the guns. You need to get some knowledge. You have to understand what your purpose is and you need to become an expert in it. You need to study. You need to, uh, you know, investigate. You need to absorb that information and become and practice it and become great at what you do, what your purpose is. Mm. This is walking with the Lord. A lot of people, they don't, you know, it's like I read every night you right. know, before I go to bed. I don't just read the Bible every night. I read stuff on neuroscience. I read stuff on, you know, psychology. I read stuff on leadership. I read, you know, I, how they got to the moon. <laughs> I mean, right. what, you know, you read uh, not just history and politics, whatever I, you know, I need to. And I'll tell you. um, if you don't study and you don't gain knowledge, uh, you're going to find yourself in a position where the opposite of that word is. Remember, because we always look at the opposite, mm -hmm. right? The opposite of diligence was, you know, indifference or lethargy or apathy, right? The opposite of, you know, the faith is distrust or disbelief or doubt, 
right? Drawing back. The opposite of valor was being full of fear, timid, lighthearted, or shrinking, mm-hmm. right? So the opposite of you not getting this knowledge and you not studying is uh, unawareness, incomprehension, ignorance, incapacity, and weakness and helplessness. Now, think about this, even in like the sports where you brought up the sports thing, right? So like if you're, you don't know what the playbook is and you didn't practice all week and you haven't practiced, like you should be playing this game by the time you get to the level where you're playing at at Clemson, you know the game of football. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not a, a novice. You're not weak or helpless. Mm-hmm. And we saw that like, the backup quarterback came in. He's a freshman, and he killed it because mm-hmm. he had knowledge. He was do right. That's how he could have valor on the field and stay in the pocket and do yeah. all the things that he was. Are you following? Yeah, he wasn't just. Well, it's not my year. We got you know Trevor Lawrence is here. I'm gonna just gonna sit and wait. Next year I'll study. Right. He was prepared because you never know when that chance is gonna come. So this is the thing: is that you have to have, and and then when your chance comes for valor, you're ready to go. Right. So. You have to have this knowledge that you gain for yourself. It doesn't just fall on you. So that's why it's science. It's the science. Right? We talked about this in the in season, uh, the creation season. What was that season right. two? I, I started that season off giving the definition of science and what the scientific process is. And this is that same thing. It's work. It's not just going to fall on you. And this is a problem in the body of Christ because we got a, a bunch of folks that are not experts uh, in what they do. And they don't know what their purpose is. They don't even know what their heart stirred them up to be. Like, what are you created for? Remember, this uncleanness and holiness. Mm-hmm. Holiness, I'm devoted to a single purpose. If you don't know what your purpose is, once you find that out, then you be, need to become an expert in it. You you have to, like, do the work. And uh, I, look at this verse over in First uh, Thessalonians 4. First Thessalonians 4. And uh, it says this. Uh, chapter, or verse 11, I'm sorry, verse 11. And that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we have commanded you that you would walk honestly. Mm. So you got to (laughs) study for your own business and work with your own hands. Now, it was study, do, and work. None of that is has anything to do with you laying back on the couch. None of that has to do with you drawing back. If you don't right. have value, you got to get off the couch and you have first you have to study, then you have to do your own business, business, and then you have to do all right and do your work with your own hands. Study, do, and work. What's interesting about this too is um and I hope this is resonating with some folks, it's not study the word, as you mentioned, just study the Bible. It's not talking about knowledge. No, he's of, telling you to study to do your own business. Actual, right. Like What's your real world is, stuff. Right. Monday through Monday through Friday or whatever. Not, yeah, not your just, career, your profession, yeah. right? Your business. Yeah. What is yeah. your business? I'm in the business of, like, I'm in the business of uh, leadership and mental toughness, mm-hmm. right? You're in the business of, um, you, you, uh, you have several businesses, but right. a lot of it's developing young kids with life skills through the game of golf. Right. Right. We're in that business and you study that you study, you're figuring out ideas on how to do what's you, you get the latest information, the technology you're going to use to leverage. You're, you're out there working on a curriculum. How do I teach other people to teach this to kids? Right. All this, right. See, you found this, this is not like, and this, if you don't have that knowledge, cause you're out there, you're jumping, I'm watching the thing go and it takes valor 
It takes faith and it takes diligence. All those things you had to do, diligence, faith, and valor, uh, you didn't have knowledge. None of those things are even going to matter because right. you're not going to get off the g- Are you following this? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to continue to do that. You've got to continue to feed on the new things, on the new information, right. always looking for ways to improve. It's not like you just studied it. Okay, I'm an expert. I graduated. I got my degree. Interesting thing about science is it's always being updated. Right. The more we learn, the more the science should be updated. So you can't right. be like, well, I mean, there are some studies that I quote from like the 1950s. Sure. But I, I, I only reference them and I look and see what was done like yesterday, too. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, if you don't update. And I know there's a lot of guys in my business, right, that, you know, the, the speaker world or whatever, they st- they're they hanging out with stuff that happened in the se- – they're, like, still telling me the stuff that happened in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and they never updated their stuff. And so, right. y- you know, those things are good, but they're they're not cutting edge, and you're not increasing your knowledge. You're resting on stuff from, like, 20 or 30 years ago. Mm. That's interesting. Um, so what else about knowledge should we – should we touch on? Because then you kind of kind of summed up pretty good. Yeah, it? do your work, man. Study, right? That's why it says Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved a workman that needs not be ashamed, right? So here we go. It's work, it's study, it's investigation, you you know, it's observation. You, you have to get in there it, because if you don't, and this is the thing, this is why you don't have confidence. Let's just go right back to the mm-hmm. thing. If you're not diligent in gaining your knowledge, I, w- I remember listening to uh, uh, Peyton Manning. Remember Peyton Manning? Oh, yeah. One of the great quarterbacks of all time. Right. Right. Talking about the reason that you don't have confidence because you don't know what you're doing. The, the game would slow down. The more that he mm-hmm. could read a defense, the more that he could know what his playbook was and what his receivers were doing and what the routes were and what the timing was, the more that he kn- the easier it was for him and to have confidence, have faith. And to have valor, to stand in the pocket, because you know that I know what's going to happen is this guy's going to go down there and do a button. Right? Are you following this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, these things all build. They're like, they're inter- it's like a game of Jenga, right? You pull one out and the things fall it over. You got to do all, continue to do these nine things. That's why I said this is the path. You don't just do diligence one time. You don't do faith one time. You don't do valor one time. You don't do knowledge one time. You should never stop studying. I spend literally, I told you an hour at night, but I also do an hour in the morning. Mm. I read two hours a day. In my, in my coaching business, I'll tell people I start them out with a half an hour. Whatever your business is, you need to read either journals or blogs or books and get a list together so every day you're not looking to what's the next thing I need to read. I don't know. I don't have anything to read because then what's going to happen is you're not going to do it. Right. So I've got stacks of books. I got, st- you know, I got a pipeline. And when I start reading through one book, I'm already buying the next book that that's the next one I'm going to read as soon as I get done this one, right? And it, my, my wife's a laugh. She's like, you read textbooks, you know, for, you know, at <laughs> night. Right? Well, I do. I read the, I read medical journals. I read medical studies. I read psychological studies. I read, right? I read whatever the newest book is. I want to hear somebody else's take on what are the, you know, and this is what, it's, it's a discipline. I'm diligent in every day. Now imagine this. What if you did read for an hour every day? Where would that put you in, a, in five years? At the top of your game. Right. I mean, I've been doing this a long time with this reading every... I'm an international expert on mental toughness. I mean, they flew me to Greece to speak to the top 300 CEOs last year. Right. I was supposed to go this year, but of course, the COVID stuff on it, right? They... I, I've got governments in the in the uh, in Asia talking to me right now. Can you come in and teach us? I've talked our government. I've taught our seals, marines, rangers, and I, you don't. I'm 
I'm an international expert. I mean, that sounds cocky, but it is because I read. Right. I study. My PhD's in theology, not in like neuroscience. <laughs> yeah. But I'm the expert on because I know what the latest cutting edge stuff. I'm like, right. I, you know, right, because I read all this stuff all the time. I'm constantly studying. Are you, this is, and yeah, I'm diligent about it. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, daily, a daily habit, part of your daily walk. Yes. Just gaining knowledge and, and absolutely. Yeah. You know, get off the Facebook and Twitter feed and stop reading, you know, whatever the, you know, news aggregate is. Mm. You're not learning anything from those things. Right. You're what you're doing. Well, you is are learning, learning how to, okay. be, how to how live to, in fear. And you're also learning <laughs> what you're doing is getting secondhand information. Right. The knowledge that you read from some other person, some non-expert report, and that's what reporters are. They, they, that's what they do. They call me all the time to get a quote to add to their article. Right. Now, what when I read that stuff, what I this is what I do when I read an article or a book. I go and look at what the sightings are. Yeah, and then go find those. Then I go right yeah. get firsthand information. This is what I would encourage you to do. That's yeah. why I read textbooks, like my wife said. Well, that's boring. Well, do you want to be in? A, you know, do you want to fulfill your purpose that God put you here, or do you want to stand before Him at the judgment seat of Christ, hit the fire, and all that burn off because it was boring? <laughs> I mean, I you know what? I, right. Or do you want to have a great life? Do you want to help help people? Do you want to you know walk in success? Do you want to help others walk in success? Mm. Do you want your family to be successful? Do you want to be? You, I, or you could be like, well, that's boring, so I'm just going to go sit on the couch and play video games or look at my Facebook and Twitter and Instagram feed or watch YouTube videos of cats. I, you could do whatever you want. That's your choice. But if you want to walk with the Lord, you have to be increasing your knowledge. Right. You have to study. There is no way. And it's not just studying the word. If you want to study the word, that's part of my purpose also, right. teaching the word. And if you look at my corporate stuff, yes, I use scientific studies and data to back up. Every, every principle is out of the word. Mm. I don't teach anything in corporate that I haven't taught here on this podcast, on the Clock 2.0 or Clock 1.0 or my pastor training course. It's all, the, it's all I the say stuff. the same stuff. Right. I'm just using Bible references instead of referencing a study. Right. But it is interesting how it all lines up. Yeah. But it's because I'm diligent with my studying. Right. At, at no time uh, can you, there's no way that you could justify legitimately to yourself, to your family, and to the Lord of why you're not studying and increasing in, in your knowledge of science, why you're not investigating, why you're not. There's no, there, it's impossible. It's like you trying to justify eating Twinkies or Oreos. Mm. You know they're not good. There's no justification for it. Just admit it and say, I like doing it and I don't care. Because that's really what's, I mean, that sounds harsh, but it's true because pe trying to get people to study um, in their field is like pulling teeth. It's easier to pull teeth. Dentists have an easier time getting you in the chair to pull teeth than you to commit to an hour a day of studying right. and increasing your knowledge. Man, if you're in real estate, study real estate. If you're in finance, study finance. Yeah, no, I mean, makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, kind of leading into the next thing too, though, is, is, Again, not just doing it once, but being disciplined, you know, temperance. Yeah. And how that, the role that plays in, in this, because again, you can, you can do something, you know, whether it's like a workout or a diet or reading a couple hours a day or, you know, a couple times a week. But if it's not something that's made a habit, if it's not something that you are 
you ingrain into your psyche that in your practice, then that right. profit us either, right? Hundred percent. Remember, the temperance is one of the fruit of the spirit. Right. Fruit of the spirit, temperance, which is self control or self discipline. I know we don't like that, but the opposite of that is being inattentive, easily distracted. Hey, look, a bunny rabbit. Right. Negligent, slack, half hearted, lukewarm, or dare we say, average minded. Mm. If you're living life between the 40s, that's not being self disciplined. You know what I mean when I say life between the 40s? No, once you get into Okay, in football, right? In between the two 40 yard lines is the middle of the field. It's the safest place. Right. No one's scoring on you, but you're also not scoring on your opponent. Just kind of. It's the middle. Trading. It's in the middle, right? right. You're just—it's yeah. totally Stalemate. safe. It's a buffer zone, right? Yeah. And most people—that's why, if you look at the numbers, this is hilarious. Because in my corporate world, ninety percent of the people say they're above average. Like literally, it's eighty-seven to eighty-eight percent of people say I'm above average, which is impossible because the point of being average is that you're—that is eighty percent of the people, right? <laughs> you got. You got like 5% on the bottom end that are way below average. Then you got the top performers, which even in our culture, we call them the 1%. Right. And then everybody else, you're in the middle. You're living life between the 40. And it's funny. If you look at the most successful people, they're self-disciplined. They don't have to have somebody telling them to get up and do their work. Right. No one has to tell me I have to study. No one tells me to be diligent. You've known me a long time. Mm-hmm. You've seen the in- inner circle. You've mm-hmm. seen how the family works. You've you, you helped. You practically raised my kids. When I was in yeah. Afghanistan, you're the one that was like the godfather, taking them out, teaching them golf. You know how it works around here. Am mm-hmm. I am I even close to making this up? No, not at all. I, no, it's spot on. I mean, I'm like the king. If if I had a weakness, it would be my self discipline. Not that I don't have enough of it. It's that I have too much of it. And I like can't get off my schedule no matter what. It's almost like I'm t- too locked into it sometimes. Right. I'm too rigid because of my self discipline. It well, it doesn't. The the uh, we talked about this before, like the the idea of being a being a believer in Jesus. Like congratulations, like the demons believe, right? Like, they, 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 they they're believers too. too, right? But the disciple literally means discipline one. Yes, to be, and that's what Jesus said: go into all the world and make disciples, not make believers. Right. And I always like to think of this as like it's, I'm, I always try to make things easy. You ever seen the Star Wars movies? Oh, watched them the other night. Right. So you got the Jedi. I love the Jedi. Yeah. Because that's the those are just the the Padawan learners are the disciples. Right. They start as younglings, then they become padlock. They're apprentices. They're a disciple. Right. Remember Obi-Wan in the, I love the the very first prequel with mm-hmm. Liam Neeson was, I can't remember his name. Qui-Gon Jinn. That's it. And then uh, the Evan McGregor is Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. He's a young Obi-Wan Kenobi, but he's, it's, it's like Obi-Wan. Remember that we first saw Obi-Wan. He's like the master. I mean, even Darth Vader was like, he was, Darth Vader was the master and Darth Vader was the apprentice. Uh, to see him as an apprentice being, how was he being taught? He's being taught by this guy. I like to see that because it's like, he, by the time we see him as the old guy with C-3PO and R2-D2, right. right? he's been at this for like an entire lifetime of keeping the discipline. Right. That's a disciple. Not, I just, you know, oh yeah, I acknowledge that uh, the Jedi Order exists. That's really cool. That's what believers like. Yeah, I believe in the Jedi. Right? I believe yeah. in Jesus. Congratulations. There's nothing. You know, you have to be a disciplined one. Like you take those guys who would, you know, they, they, 
their whole life was dedicated to being in the Jedi. Right. They were 100% sold out. Right. That's what a disciple is. Yeah. You're 100% sold out. But, and I hear this in Christianity. Oh, that's discipleship. I always laugh because it's like, no, what you're telling me is it's like a small group study on Wednesday night or Thursday night. That's not discipleship. Right. Discipleship class. There's no discipleship class. <laughs> it's a practice. Right. You don't just go to class to be a disciple. No, every day you get up and you have to be self-disciplined and you do the discipline. Like every day, I told you this already, since like 1998, I'd say the Ephesians prayer. Right. There's not a day that I don't say the Ephesians prayer, the heavenly nature prayer, and my body prayer. I speak to my body. Not a day. Not one. No matter what time zone I'm in, no matter what combat zone I'm in, when I get up, no, when my feet hit the ground... I've trained my body. I'm self-disciplined that I begin to say out loud these prayers every day. Sometimes I'll get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I'll start saying them. I'll be like, wait, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Relax, man. If you say it right now, you're going to have to say it again in the morning. Not, you know, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know, do it more than you're like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> That's how self-discipline. And, and the way that our brains are, this is what you already know, we're creatures of habit. God created us that way so that we could set these autopilot habits in place. So being self-disciplined is actually easy. You actually are self-discipline just in the wrong direction. You're self-disciplined to be lazy. You're self-disciplined not to be diligent. You're self-disciplined not to gain knowledge. Right, right. If you look at it, I and, and we could look at this is what big data does. It's really kind of scary, but you could look at people usually go in their lives. They like never leave like a five-mile radius. Like very rarely. If I look at it, like I go to the same store when I get my groceries, I go to the same gas station. I go, we're just creatures of habit. We don't even think right. about it. We just go do it. This is good if you point it in the right direction. And that's what this temperance is. I want to point it in the direction of being a disciplined one under my master, Jesus Christ. Mm, that's really good. That's a really good, really good concept there. You're right. Cause we are, people think of like self-discipline. Oh man, I can't do that. Like <laughs> you already are. It's just not yeah, working doing, in the right direction. Right. You it's said. just like faith, right? Yes. All the opposite. No, I don't have any faith. No, no you have plenty of faith. Is, we're just going in the wrong right. direction. <laughs> this is the same exact concept, yeah. right? We are creatures of habit. So, and, and this is, and in my corporate, I run into this all the time. I run into it in the church all the time. We focus on stopping bad habits, mm. stopping the works of the flesh, mm -hmm. stopping the sin, right? We're talking about where do I focus? On the good Starting list. the right things. Right. right. That's what we want to do is start yeah. the new habits. I don't try to stop the habit. You want to stop the habit of sitting on the couch, start the new habit of going for a three-mile walk every day. Right. So they say the, the best defense is a good offense right. in football, right? They go, go attack. Go score. Yes. Go like, do the put the ball in the right direction. Get up and do it. Right. Yeah. Start to do it. You know, the stop saying I'm eating chocolate. I don't I'm I'm stopping eating chocolate cake. Just start eating other things till yeah. you're full and then you won't think about chocolate cake. Yeah. Replace it with something. Correct. Good. Yeah. And there's so many good substitutes out there now. Like if you know, I have a sweet tooth, that's fantastic. There's like natural, yeah, you know, sugars that are left-handed that do not affect your body hormonally and chemically the same way. Like stevia is one, right? So you know, I I I love ice cream. I don't eat processed sugar ice cream. I eat other ice cream that has stevia in it. Yeah. And, you, and people are like, well, it just tastes bad. Not after you don't go without any ice cream at all. And then you go for like a month without it. <laughs> right. Then you eat it. You're like, oh, this is the best taste yeah. ever. This is really easy. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it says it in the Bible, man. Whoever, you know, uh, if you're hungry, like even something bitter will taste sweet. Mm. But if you're full, you won't even touch honey. 
which is right. you're like, I'm full. I couldn't even eat. Right. It's after Thanksgiving. I don't care about one more thing. But if you go, you know, seven days without any food, I guarantee you whatever you're eating is going to taste good. What can we, what do we know about Jesus and his, um, during his ministry and his life, his approach to, to temperance and self-discipline? He was very, and you, and you watch it this way. I love just reading the gospels over and over again. Yeah. Cause there's like little blurbs in there that you, we don't, we just skip over. We're all like in the flash of like, Hey, he fed 5,000 yeah. and he walked on water. And every time one of those things happen, you, you see like that he got up in the middle of the night and went to go be by himself and have solitude and meditation and prayer time hmm. by himself. Really? Just look at it over and over again yeah. where he just get withdrawals from the crowd. Mm. by himself he's very disciplined with his time alone that seems like it's really important it's very important too, right yeah that's what and go back to my three commitments right commitment to myself is that's why i have to have alone it was good enough for superman man it's fortress of solitude right no you <laughs> have to have and there's science to back this up as well but you need to get alone with yourself and of course, when you're with yourself, you're and you're born again. The Holy Spirit's with you. The Master's with right. you. The Father's with yeah, you. You're that's not really he, alone, right? But you're, that's when He can talk to you, right? Yeah, you can't hear that still small voice in the crowd of everybody else. Correct. With the TV on, the radio. You're on. You're not going to hear it. It's other. Right. There's so many other noise. So in Acts twenty four sixteen, it says this. This is interesting because remember, what's our conscience? Remember the voice that says, "Put on the sunscreen." Right. Right. That's our conscience. The voice of our spirit. Paul's saying this. He says. In Acts 24, 16, it says, Herein do I exercise myself to always have a conscience void of offense towards God and man. So I exercise myself to have a good conscience. I exercise myself to have that voice of the Spirit mm. talking to me. So, And that goes back to being disciplined itself. Exercise. Every day I exercise myself. Mm -hmm. I can't exercise you for you to hear your Spirit. Nobody can exercise Jesus for him to hear. And he says, I only say what the Holy Spirit says, what my Father says to me. What people don't get is that Jesus operated here the same way you and I do. Yeah, that's something that's really hard, I think, for people to get their head around, is that they think that he came down, and we talked about this in previous seasons, yeah. is who who was Jesus. If you if you want more on this, go to season one. Uh, we had two or three episodes on who is Jesus really. Like, right. who is this guy? He's just a, he's a man. He's here as a human. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't here as like a, like a hologram. <laughs> or an <laughs> like angel. A, he okay. had no powers. Right. Other than the same ones that we have. The Holy Spirit came up on him. I mean, it's really hard, I think, because it's, it's not, ta that's not taught. No, which is really, uh, it's, it's really, really awful because. It's very, very awful. Because that, it's really a, a trick out of hell. Mm. It's one of Satan's, you know, tricks. Like you can't be like him. Right. Because if he, yeah. if we ever did get a hold that Jesus oh, did, done. yeah, well, it would be over because now yeah. you'd have like a billion Jesuses. <laughs> right. Right? We can't have that happen. No. Like, One was bad enough. Right. We killed <laughs> them. We can't have more. You know, it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah. So that it really is, it's unfortunate. But he was super disciplined. He had, because who else is telling Jesus what to do? He's only listening to his conscience, mm -hmm. his spirit, mm -hmm. the, the spirit of God. When the father tells me to do something, I do that. And really that's, that's being a disciplined one. Right. Here and right. Remember, you know, if you, that's if you're willing and obedient, right, and be right from hearing God and be willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. Like you'll fulfill your purpose if you're willing and obedient. Hmm. But you have to exercise yourself every day. This is the discipline, so that I hear my conscience and that I act on the voice of my spirit, like put on sunscreen, right? Or you know, for you, 
oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Or, I, man, I knew when I walked out the door, something told me to go back and get whatever it was. You know, I left right. my phone or my sunglasses or my... That's the voice of your spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's your conscience talking when that happens. You have to exercise yourself. Be self-disciplined about that, mm-hmm. hearing it and doing. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately act on it. And we've talked about this before. That's where pre-attack indicators. Nothing bad will ever happen to you without the Holy Spirit letting right. you know in, in advance. Don't do that one. Right. This is coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. But people ignore it, and then they'd be like, how could God let that happen? There's always a pre-attack indicator for every covenant person. Mm. The disciplined ones, the disciples, they hear it and act on it. Mm. And that's what it says in Proverbs. They know that they see the evil coming and they turn away. Right. Other people, the ones that aren't disciplined, they just go ahead and step right into the trap. That's good to know. So be, be disciplined in our um, time alone yeah. so we can hear, and then we hear just act on it. It's really the it's, easiest way because God will yeah. always, he'll never leave, let you hang out the dry. Right, right. And you don't have to know a lot of scripture for this. In fact, you don't need to know any scripture for this. Just if you're going to be disciplined in something, right, be disciplined in exercising your conscience, the voice of your spirit, hearing that mm-hmm. spirit, understanding. But to do that, like what Jesus did, he had to get alone. You're not going to hear it with the, you know, talk radio on. You're not going to hear it with the TV playing. You're not going to hear it while you're binge watching, you know, whatever the new binge thing is. I don't what Stranger Things or, you know, I'm yeah. trying to think of what my kids watch. And I watch too. Like I watch Narcos and, you know, I'm not going to hear the voice of God. Now I can learn things. There's, I always take a mental toughness or a leadership right. lesson, a life lesson from these. I'm always looking for it. Always. And God can speak to me at that time. But he doesn't give me direction necessarily like, hey, you know, put the sunscreen on. Or like you, you have to train yourself to hear that in the midst of these voices. The way you do it is what Jesus did. Go alone. Well, it's funny. Like, uh, like these visual, uh, we're with, with our parents. My parents are over and our, our, the kids are there. And trying to have a conversation with them when my kids are around is tough because they're always in like grandparent mode. And, they're you know, they're, they're, they're kind of worrying about things and it's funny because they're they're paying attention to things that don't really matter like my wife and i we got it under control like yeah the kids might not be doing the exact thing you want them to be doing they may not be eating their food at the same rate you want them and they, right but it's like hey we, i'm trying to have you ask so they'll ask me a question about eat something. your peas before your macaroni and yeah. cheese they'll, Relax, ask me, they'll ask me a question about something and I'll go to answer, and immediately I look, and their eyes are going, watching my kid doing whatever not it is. Not listening to not you. Not listening. Right. I'm like, it's kind of like that's how we are. If, yes. we're, if we're paying attention to something else, if our attention is diverted to something else, he's going to stop telling us something that might be really important, important because he knows you're not going to remember it. You're right. not going to hear it's, it. It's, and this is what we do as humans, too. When you see the body language, like you said, picking up the phone or looking yeah. at the text or something. I just, that's, that's what we call in corporate, right? Pretend listening. Right. Not that you shouldn't do those things, but if you do, don't expect to hear from him because right. you're basically you should turning, tell him, hey, turning away. This is what I say. Like if my wife comes in and like when I was writing one of my books, like she would come around the corner and I would be like, hang on just a second. I want to give you my full attention. Right. Let me finish what I'm, I did it to you this morning. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was like, wait, I just did it to you. I'm like, hey, I'm in the middle of typing something. Can you just give me one second? Cause I want to give you my full attention. Right. And it was done in like three minutes or whatever. And then I turned around. Right. 
And I wasn't offended. I was fine. I was fine. Right. But if you were trying to talk to me while I'm typing, <laughs> we're both frustrated. You're not, right. I'm not listening to you. And I'm like, well, right. I wish you would shut up. I'm trying to get this typed, right? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. This is what, but, but, yeah. But see, I headed that off right. Hey, man. And you didn't get offended. No. But it would have been a frustration if my back was turned and I'm typing and you're trying to tell me what's. Right. You, you found this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is the same thing. Yeah. Which is what we try to do here is take uh, ethereal concepts things that are like mystical or yeah and and make them tangible right make them easy to understand right that's what my whole really my purpose in life is that to take these hard concepts that have been so skewed and then make them easy whether it's in corporate or when i'm teaching the word it's the same shtick well you know you know there's something i've thought about a lot lately too is is looking at at my purpose and and um it's been it's been evolving thing it's like an onion peeling layers off like what what i think it is not only am I digging deeper, but I'm also getting a higher view of it. Mm. So, and and this may help some people too. If you if if you feel like you're having a hard time really discovering, or maybe you're you're too niched, take take a step back. Look 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 at a bigger view because what the vehicle you may be using, say it could be your job, whatever thing that stirs you up, that could be what gets you started. I know, right. like my purpose is to help. I'm a, I'm a connector. Right. My purpose to be is to be God's connector. I I'm I'm put on this earth to connect people to each other, to new ideas, to new truths, to things that help bring bring life and peace. And and that can be that can be what we're doing today. Right. And it can be doing like business deals. It yes. can be like writing the, it, and all, all of them, that stuff right, together. at the same time. At the same time. Correct. Yeah. So, no, so I take love a bigger that view the, of it. Though, right. right. And I love that what you're saying with the vehicle. Right. Because a lot of times we just like we're trying to do everything we know and we're doing everything with the golf cart. Or a bicycle. Right. Where, you know, you could have, you could have a boat and a train and a plane and an automobile. Like there's right. many modes of, you right. know, transportation. I love that example of, you know, that, that thought, the analogy of it's a vehicle and like, what's the vehicle you're using? Cause your job can, you can be fulfilling your purpose, but you also could be fulfilling your purpose in, in a bigger way, in a different way, in another way, in multiple ways. Right. And it's and it's often much bigger. Whatever again, it whatever we is. can think, right. he can do exceedingly abundantly above that. Correct. So, so just try to think bigger. <laughs> yeah, and the bigger you yeah. think, the bigger that he can enlarge. Yeah. Right. So that's the uh, again the guy, the story with the talents. Right. The one right. that had five turned it into five, and the one that had two turned it, in, and then the one that only had one talent buried it and was scared, and you know you didn't. And yes, that's talking about money, but it's also talking about your physical, your your supernatural talents. I call it. your you know it could be your physical abilities, it could be your mental abilities, your yeah. emotional abilities. What's your what's your zone of genius? We call right. it corporate. What's your, you know what are your supernaturals? What are you wired to do? Like you're wired to connect, right? And have great relationships, right? I'm not. I'm not social at all. It, it doesn't. Yeah. I, I I mean I can do it. Right. I'm efficient at it, but it's not like the thing that you know I love doing. Right. I mean, and there's yeah, other people that are, yeah. I mean, my wife is, she's super social. She, right. has, she doesn't have to try. Right. It, uh, you know, when the social distancing happened, I was totally, I'm like, I've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> was, uh, I mean, my wife was like, she was like craving, you know, any kind of contact with any yeah. of the outside world. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I wasn't enough, you know, not that, oh, you're not enough, but that's not how she, she gets energy. That's what extroverts do. They get energy from being around other people. Right. You know, I'm more introverted or ambiverted where I can get energy from other people, which I do on the platform and when I'm, you know. Sure. But I also can go up on the, you know, like Jesus, be by myself and I get great energy from that, right? right. So being aware of where you, who you are and what how you're wired definitely will help you. Because I know, like, I know, 
lot of guys, man, a lot of people, not just guys, but girls who, because when we, we look in church that we think the way, because the ministers are not in business, they're in ministry. Some. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Uh, they're running around. I couldn't resist. Yeah, they're not really in business. <laughs> they're mean, not. They're not in the business not world. Real, yeah. They're, but we see them getting the ones that, right, are prospering in that. So we think that we need to go, every person that's like they, you go into a church and they all want to be in the ministry. Right. Because the only it's person. It's like want to be the seeing, lead singer of the band, right? Right. Everyone the only person be... that they're seeing, uh, you know, prosperous is the minister. Right. But they're not in the business world. They're in ministry. Are you following this? Yes. Like they are making money. Yes. And they're prospering and they're flying around in private jets or even it's just like the local church. It's like we see the minister is prospering because we take care. That's what we do. We're generous. Right. So, but we think that in order for us to be prosperous, we need to be in the ministry. Right. And also, it would be holy if we said we wanted to be in the ministry. Because for us to say that I wanted to be in dentistry or a football player or golf or yeah. right, that that would not be, you know. So what you're basically saying is we, we this, this this mentality kind of corrupts believers into thinking the only way they can serve God and, and serve their disciple. purpose and be a disciple is to go into the ministry. Right. And, and, I remember, and I said to you, there's a speaker I heard last year, very successful business guy, and he, he was like, look, um, I'm leading my purpose and I'm serving God by being a great business person. Correct. <laughs> like, like I'm not going to go into the minute. I'm not going to follow that path. And it was really cool. You to shouldn't. Hear. Right. Because now you're, you're not fulfilling your purpose. Yes. You're trying to fulfill someone else's. Right. right? So this, uh, yeah, then this is what I'm talking about. You and me. Okay. Yeah. So like I, I am wired to like just dig in and teach this stuff not really have a relationship with anybody. Mm. Like, I don't want to go on the golf course. Let me say it like this. It's not that I don't have a relationship, but I don't care about playing golf for four hours. Mm. I don't enjoy that. You, on the other hand, could get killer business deals done and relationships built because right. you do enjoy that and you take others out there. And for me, I'm like, I can't ever be great at golf. I don't even enjoy it, but I'm not wired like that. Right. Golf's right. not my favorite. Right. But it is yours. And so because of that, and you're in, you're wired that way, you're also, it's funny because golf is a, a, an environment that helps foster that relationship Absolutely. building and idea building. Right. Because you operate there naturally or supernaturally, you can fulfill your purpose there. Right. I, I, I don't I couldn't do that from the pulpit. Right. Where I'm fulfilling <laughs> my purpose. Right. So don't yeah. be like I should, you know, be a minister. Just like I'm not saying I should be a golfer. Right. Are you following? Yeah, I know I kind of went around. No, Robin I, I Hood's think that's a good, there, that's a good point. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is, and this ties in the next thing is, is patience. Mm -hmm. And first of all, that's a misunderstood yeah. Term. So totally. we got we have to re, we have to define it. We do. And we have to look at the opposite of it. We do. But it is such a key when you understand the the power of and I'll just go ahead. It's the it's the quality that refuses to give up. Not just I'm sitting around waiting for something to happen. Yeah, it's not because when I was growing up, this yeah <laughs> before microwaves, right? It's not a hand, set of handcuffs which we treated right. Like yeah, because my mom would make us like hot chocolate or whatever, you know, and she would make it with the milk on the saucepan on the stove yeah. and. You know, and you can't cook it too fast or the milk would curdle. So she's up there and it's slow cooking and getting warm. And we're like, is it done yet? And she'd be like, would you have patience? You need to have patience, which means just sit, stand there and be miserable. <laughs> be quiet. Right. And Don't be miserable while I'm Right. That's not what this is. <laughs> right. Refuse to give up. Quali it's right. Persistence. Persistence, endurance. Right. It, it's the, it's the, or perseverance maybe. Right? It is. Right. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's all those fortitude. Right. It's being unmovable. You don't come off your target, your goal, your purpose, your identity. You don't come like Jesus. He was unmovable. He never came off of what he knew his purpose was. Right. No matter what was going on. 
The opposite of that is to vacillate, to waver, to be unnerved, confused, bewildered, or to be insecure. Hmm. Which is interesting because it says that you receive the promises through faith and patience. Hmm. So just getting, just having faith and believing for healing, that ain't enough. Hmm. You have to, you have to persevere and be unmovable and established. That's why it's, this is interesting because over in James, it says that the prayer of faith will save the sick. Hmm. But the word prayer, it's only used three times in the New Testament. Really? And it's not the word prayer at all. And the other times it's translated vow, the vow of faith. As in, that's I, interesting. Right. As I swear to God, I'm getting healed. Yes. Not, oh God, please heal me. That's not the it's vow like a of declaration. faith. Correct. And that's why you got to be unmovable. If you want to walk in healing, I swear to God, I'm getting out of this bed and cancer has to leave my body. Yeah. That's the faith. That's the prayer of faith, the vow of faith. Right. I'm unmovable. See, that's why it's faith plus patience. I'm unmovable. Mm. I don't care what the, the, you know, what my body says. I don't care what the CT you know, scan say or that, whatever. What is it? The MRI, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, it can be the scan, one. whatever. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. I'm telling you that the, that my highest authority says that by Jesus stripes, I've already been healed. I believe that. And I will not be moved off of that regardless of what circumstances. Right. Say. It's nice to know what the facts are, what I'm dealing with, but that was taken a few minutes ago where I'm going, that stuff can't come with me. Right. The future. It, the, it, from now on, I'm fighting this. I'm, I'm not fighting moving. it. It's not mine. I'm going to take yeah. ownership of it, and I will right. not be moved off of what the— right? right. And this is the same thing, if you want to say it in the natural. Um, you know, building a business. Mm. I'm not coming off. You know, this is the business that I'm building. And if you look at all the people that are successful, I mean, Jeff Bezos, I mean, his parents were like, you're nuts. What is this internet yeah. thing? He left a great job. He was the VP of a private equity firm. And moved to a, a city he didn't know anything about up in Seattle because it was this, he looked, did his research, his knowledge. Hey, there's no sales tax here when you ship off a catalog. That's the closest thing they had to the, right? Oh, it's yeah. close to the, you know, this uh, wholesale book thing down in Oregon. Right. Right. And he's working out of his garage and he doesn't give up. It's patience. He just yeah. keeps grinding and grinding and grinding. And then we go, oh, he's an overnight success. <laughs> yeah. Overnight. That, those are two words that never go together. No. Right. I mean, I mean, really, they should never go together. We, we talked last week about the iceberg and being like right. sin, you know, like what you see is the it's behavior. same thing. It is the same thing. What you see of the success is you see the very tip of what somebody did. What you don't see is all the all the failures, all the trials, all the, all the you know, they the patience, got it wrong. The, the quality patience, that refused because there's so many chances to, to give up. And right. that's all a temptation is. Right. Temptation is the the opportunity to take the shortcut and give up or take the take the less settle for less. Remember, mm -hmm. sin is settling for less, right? So this is why sin is such a greater thing than, you know, these works of the flesh. Oh yeah. Because like, you know, I I'll just use my daughter again, right? For her, she always her target is to go to Duke University. To go to a different university that's like lesser than that for her would be sin. She's settling for less. And there's she gets a I mean like ten postcards and letters and phone calls and emails a day from good universities trying to get her because she's mm -hmm. also not just a lacrosse player, but she's a STEM chick, right? She does, right. she's science and math. And they're right? in very high demand. Yeah, especially yeah. as a female. Yeah. And I mean, she's got, I mean, like yesterday, Case Western, she's like, I don't even know what that is. I'm like, it's pretty Dude, good. That's a very good school. Yeah, I like, grew up near there. I'm yeah. like, look at the envelope at Canaan. Yeah. Right? You know this is a high end school. <laughs> it's not just a little postcard, right? 
I mean, like the University of South Carolina Honors College is bugging her. Come be part of I mean, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that, she's like, that's great, but that's not Duke. Yeah, that's good. So there's all these offers she's being given right now, and they're just, it's a deluge. Right. Um, and, but, and all those things would be settling for less, right? But she has patience. She refuses to give up. She's unmovable, and she has been unmovable on the Duke target since like seventh grade. And like you said, like not a whole lot's been happening with that lately. It doesn't seem like it, but. I can't say, but there is stuff happening. Well, well but, but yeah. my point is that yeah. for months and months and months, months and months, months, it's like nothing's happening, nothing's happening. Meanwhile, all these other offers are piling up. Piling up. It's not like she's, you know, she's what, she's a, ju- a sophomore? She's a junior. Junior. So right, she's so got one getting, more year. Yeah, you kind of got to get right. you know, in line for college. Going. Sure. And the, the clock's ticking. It's it, those offers, the voices coming from those offers have to be getting louder and louder and louder. But, but no, not in, which is great. I love watching for the she average did, minded person. Right. It'd be very tempting to take that thing. Right. And she actually did. I, I'm not going to, she, she got a communication from Duke, GB which is really yesterday, cool. which is yeah. awesome. Right. So she's so, she's, ah, she's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, she got a communication. I'm like, well, you better look at it and see what it says. It could be like, we don't want you, you know, <laughs> just messing with her. She's like, you know, it's not that. I'm yeah. like, no, and it wasn't. It was like, it was the next step. Hey, we want to have a conversation. Let's get on the phone. Send us your stuff, blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's moving forward. Right. That's um, really cool. Yeah. On both levels, both academically and athletically. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't happen if she doesn't go all in. Right. And, and she sell went all in and do. she went all in a long time ago. So yeah. they, she's been emailing and calling, emailing. This is the yeah. faith, right? Emailing and calling, emailing, calling. Then the recruiting opened up like September 1st, emailing and calling, emailing and calling every week. She has a script. She reads it. Hey, it's me again. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the email. And other people are panicking. They're, I mean, of her classmates, they're like, I didn't get recruited. I didn't, you know, and then they, you know, and then like yesterday, it's been 62 days and she gets an email back from yeah. the program. Yes, let's talk. That's awesome. Right. Are you seeing yeah. see this is persistence? And then she's like, she's like, dad, it's like 62 days. It's literally no time at all. Like she, cause she's like, I'm looking at it from seventh grade to now. People would have quit when the, o- right. the deadline, you know, here's the opening. It's not the end. It's the beginning of when they can talk to each other. And she doesn't hear from them for 62 days. And then it's like, she didn't care. She, well, and the cool thing too, and this, I mean, this might be blatantly obvious, yeah. but it's not that she just had patience and then in her mind, oh, I, I still want this. It was taking the action to write the letters. Every and send day, the, right. like, I mean, how easy would be to just, oh, I'm not going to write that letter today. I'm not going to make that phone call. They haven't called me back. It's they on her schedule. Email. It was part of it's her like, daily, it was part of her yeah. weekly schedule. I mean, you could look at it, it pops yeah. up on her thing and she's like, I just made it part of my day. You know, okay, on this day of the week, on Wednesdays, I'm going to call you know, this coach on Thursdays, I'm going to email this, you know, and that's what she was was part of her routine. And back to temperance. See, she made it a habit Mm -hmm. of not giving up. She made it a habit of being persistent and persevering. See, are you following this? Right. And it wasn't just, it it wasn't just a mental ascent of not giving up. No, I'm telling myself, I'm actually doing things that show I'm not giving up. Right. I mean, I, I know you guys probably get sick of me, but I look at her and I'm, I'm totally amazed. She's 16 years old and I'm like, you are light years. I would take her into combat. Yeah. I, there's like, even I, I, I'm so, and I am, I am a proud pop. I am biased, but I look at it and I'm like, man, I know like 40 and 50 year olds that have no clue what you're doing. They're just, yeah. they're in the washing machine of life and you have it at 16. Like I'm just like, That's and so listen, cool. she didn't get it by accident. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, she had no other, I was, I was like, to all my kids, I'm like, you guys really didn't have a choice. I'm, I'm sorry. I ruined you from the beginning. <laughs> right. We do these nine things. Like they've been trained since they were like, came out of the womb yeah. to do the nine things. Yeah. 
Like they don't, and I built their habit. Remember, I said, well, we all have a habit. We all are self-disciplined in one direction or another. We just pointed all these things in the right direction. Every human has the same right engine, if you will, right. of the nine things on the inside. The hardware is the have, same. Right. I don't have to muscle this. Yeah. You just got to point it in the right, you got to point the yeah. needle in the right direction. You already are diligent. Every human is diligent. Yes. Every human is consistent. Right. As I said, just look at your big, pull up your Google map or search or whatever, and then just see. You shop at the same places. You shop online at the same places. You hit the same websites every day, every day, every day. That's how you can f- see the ads that you see. Right. Every human has faith. They do. For what? It you're, depends. That's how you're built. Right? right. Which way is the needle going? Right. Same thing with um, Valor. With Valor. You, you, have, you either run to the sound of the guns or you run away from them. And actually, it takes even more Valor to be uh, a coward in this culture. Because mm. the cancel culture, it, mm. you know, you don't want to be seen mm-hmm. in, a, in a way, right? Because of the cancel culture. Mm-hmm. It takes, it's just as much valorous for you to not right. run to the sound of the guns. In fact, you know... Anyway, yeah, but you see, you're following this and uh-huh. knowledge. You're either going to point knowledge towards I'm getting better and an expert at something, or you're going to point your knowledge to you'll know, uh, you, you know what's going on on Instagram. You'll know what's going on <laughs> yeah. on TikTok. You'll know what's going on on right. You, you'll right. know you'll have knowledge of all these wherever you point your focus that you're going to get knowledge of. Right. You're going to know what's going on if it's like the you know page six, which is the gossip rag, right or what? Right, <laughs> right. I mean, you're yeah. gonna know. You're gonna have knowledge of you know is is Jennifer so and so sleeping with Ben, whoever, or Brad so and so, and what? Are yeah. you following it? Yeah. You you're going to have knowledge, right? And then we become ingrained in those habits. We become disciplined in those things. You do, and then and then then you then you're unmovable. And you're unmovable. And then you have patience. Mm. Just point it all in the right. See, this is so easy. Right, and I think the other thing, key, key takeaway. Other than, you know, sit, be disciplined in your time to yourself and reading and knowledge is it's better to start something new than try to stop something that's correct. Bad. Start a new habit. Right. And, and it'll replace the other one. This is neuroscience, right? I'm, right. So think about this. This And I this I wish it was taught in church because we just say this. Don't do that. Right. Don't cuss, drink, smoke or chew or go right. what those do. Right. When we the neurons in your brain the ones that fire together, they actually wire together. Mm. So the first time Creating that you... pathways, Yes, right? the first time you do something, it's like cutting through the Amazon brush mm. with a machete. Yeah. The second time you go through that same thing, it could be a complaint or, a ha- or no matter what. It would be where you park your car at the grocery store. What, you know, you know, where do you sit in church? Mm. <laughs> right? What's your seat in the living room? Mm. Like everyone knows which seat's mine on the couch. And then, which, and then if yeah. I'm sitting in the wrong, they're like, what are you doing? Even the dog knows. The dog's like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> right? When those neurons fire, by the third time, you've already seen people like, how long does it take to create a habit? As soon as you're comfortable with it. Right. I was thinking it takes one time to create a habit. One time. Because hmm. when I do my corporate training, if it was a two-day training, where does everybody sit on the second day? The same place they sat the first day. Correct. Now, Which is hilarious because right. those are just randomly put chairs. Correct. And now the habit is built. As soon yeah. as you get comfortable. This is the key. If you want, so as soon as you get comfortable on the kids, so I don't, I make my body get comfortable doing the uncomfortable thing. Mm. And the more that I do it, the more comfortable I get right. at the uncomfortable yeah. thing. Like I was talking about like a stevia or whatever, right? I don't like the aftertaste or whatever. The, you know, I've heard that. I'm like, pretty soon I don't even, and what happens is if you gave me straight sugar, I would spit that out because of the taste. Mm-hmm. Because I got used to and comfortable with the new taste. Mm-hmm. 
just like I get comfortable and used to the carrots instead of the chocolate cake. The more, and as soon as I make myself like it, this is what I did with running. I used to hate running. Then I had to say, I love running <laughs> and get comfortable with running. Then it became like an addiction. It went to the other way where I can't even walk in the morning because I ran 20 miles on set. Like, yeah. why would you do that? Like, I was like, I'm not training necessarily for a marathon. I just like doing it just to do, you know? Yeah. So yes, we want to start a new habit instead of trying to stop an old one. Just create the new neuro pathway and keep running that pathway until that becomes six lane wide I-95, I-85. Right. right. And the other one, what happens if you don't use a road? Kind of grass gets, grows up yeah, on it, right? That right, up right. And People just go around it and then that's the end of it. Yeah. We don't even think about that road anymore. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Versus like how, trying to put up like roadblocks on it. Yeah. Just, or just, like, just yeah, just way. go do it whole, just, yeah. yeah. Or tear that road up while you haven't built a yeah. new road. Imagine that if like A85, they decided, decided to tear it up and shut all the traffic down, but they didn't create a bypass. They, they did. It's called Spartanburg. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> right. But I mean, right. So what there is a bypass. No, you're right. There is a, yeah. That happened in yeah. Atlanta a couple of years ago yeah. where a, like an overpass, like there was like a fire under it and the thing fell and crashed. Right. And you couldn't go through downtown Atlanta. You had to go around the bypass, but you know, through that corridor on 85 down there, you couldn't go. Right. Until they cleared it out and redid it. Mm-hmm. But if there wasn't a bypass, it would have just been shut down. Right. Sorry, you can't. It's like when a bridge gets, you know, there was a bridge, it was in Minnesota or something a couple of years ago where the yeah. bridge, like, that's it. You just can't go any further. Right. That's uh, it. Then we're going yeah. back to the old, everybody get on the ferry and we'll, you right. know, go across on the boat, you know, kind of thing. Right. This is the same thing in your brain. Mm. Well, it's good to know that. It's good to be reminded of that. Um, man, it's kind of, it went by quick. Uh, good discussion today. I hope everybody enjoyed the next three things. So we're up to, um, number six now so if you go back and review and, and just to make sure i get him in the right order i'm not gonna it's gonna be godliness is the right. next one which we could spend right. like a millennial oh we could spend a lot of time on that but just go back if you want to if you want to review um again it's second peter uh chapter one yep i mean you could start up in in really in verse verse two verse one or verse two but really what gets into the nine things is first in verse in verse five yeah. yeah giving all diligence add to your faith virtue or valor to your virtue knowledge to knowledge temperance Temperance, patience, and um, patience. We stop there, but yep. it'll be next. Next will be godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity, or, or, or agape. Yeah, yeah. So, Good stuff, man. Yep. And if these things be in you and abound, that you shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge um, of uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. But as Andrew said, this is really about understanding who you are, being a being a, being a full grown son or, or daughter, and um, you know, experiencing life on the path of peace, not just you know. Off again, off again, on again, off again, on you know, but but walking the walking with the Lord. If you want to walk with the Lord, we got to walk on His path, and this is the path that He laid out for us. So, hope you enjoyed. For uh, Doug Brown and Andrew Whitman, we are signing off, and we will see you next time. Bye for now.